Hello, everybody. This is Ed Franklin with the Ed Franklin No Limits podcast. I won't go into telling you how to get a hold of me because I told you a hundred times. And if you want to get a hold of me, you know how to do it. So um, I started this podcast yesterday. This happens often and um, just wasn't flowing correctly. And uh, I didn't have any notes. So I did take some notes last night and it kind of turned into a little bit different direction on the podcast, but pretty much what I wanted to do. And um, I didn't take notes like my friend, John Riley. He has very specific notes that he types out and he's very organized. And I remember back when I did my first podcast, I went and saw Matthew Iskey and asked him how to do a podcast. And he says, just do a podcast. And I kind of said to him, well, what if it's screwed up? He says, doesn't matter. Podcast doesn't matter. So um, it's kind of a nice, I, I try to be as organized as possible. I try to, um, you know, not read things or do stuff like that. But, you know, I watch other podcasts and shit, people just sit there and just do whatever. They don't even, doesn't even matter how organized they are. So whatever. Like that. I would usually cut that out, I guess, but I'm not going to cut it out. I just needed a drink. Okay. Um. Well, happy Thanksgiving. I know uh, last week was Thanksgiving and I hope everybody had a great time. We had a great time, uh, a little smaller than normal, but nevertheless, it was relaxing and, um, you know, we ate too much and drank too much and did all that stuff. And uh, no, we had a good time and I'm I'm looking very forward to Christmas. I know some of you don't celebrate Christmas, you celebrate it at a holiday. So whatever holiday you celebrate, I hope you get to spend some time with your kids, your family, your friends, whatever you have, just hang out and get some relax, uh, relaxation and, and I uh, get ready for the new year. I know uh, many of you say that you don't set new year's resolutions uh i don't either i don't specifically call it a new year resolution new year's resolution because i'm always setting resolutions for myself or goals so i don't wait for the first of the year um as you know i mentioned in my podcast i started going to the gym at 4 a.m i started waking up at 4 a.m and going to the gym at 5 and i continue to do that i was there this morning and um that's just something a goal that i wanted to accomplish and it's really changed a lot of things in my life and I love it and uh, I'll continue to do it. I didn't wait till the first of the year. I did it like four months ago or whatever. So um, it's nice. Any of the gyms you go to, it'll have a place where you can see where your check-ins are and I can look and I have a very full month of gym visits and they're all very early in the morning, which is great. So anyway, happy holidays to you. Uh, whatever you celebrate, get some rest and relax. So um. Anytime I do a podcast, it seems like I have a couple people on my mind that I've talked to recently, or that may be going through some trauma or drama or whatever, and it kind of gives me an idea for a podcast. And although a lot of the information I'm going to give you today is regurgitated from things I've said before, and the reason for that is because the truth doesn't change. It's it's what it is. If you want to you know, be that better version of yourself, then you're going to need to address some things uh, with yourself. And that's okay. That's, that's just growth, right? But I wanted to take that better version of yourself a little further. And I used to hand out business cards that said, to be a person of possibility. And, and that even kind of takes that uh, better version of yourself a little bit further, you need to know, and you need to be able to visualize. And you need to, you know, get in your mind what that what your goal is going to be, what it feels like, what it smells like, what it tastes like, and all that. 
but you first have to be a person of possibility. You have to know that it's possible that you're going to accomplish this goal or whatever it is. And it doesn't matter if it's a new job or a new career or a new business or losing weight or smoking or drinking, whatever it is, you got to visualize what you want to do. And that's that person of possibility. When I walk into a job site now, you know, I'm in a moving business. I kind of have to take a visual uh, accounting and then I write things down of what, how that job's going to get done. And I can see the movement and how it's going to get done in the flow. And I have a job this weekend or this Friday that is entails moving some pallet racks and then those, then we're moving the pallets. So obviously the racks need to be set up before or taken down and then set up before we can load the racks. So you have to be, you know, you got to look at things and see the possibilities and how, how you can get things done. And I'm not always right, by the way. Sometimes the movers will get out there and go, you know, Ed, we're thinking about doing it this way. And that's fine with me. I don't tell them how to do their job. Uh, I just kind of give them a guideline of how I think it should be done, what I've seen in the past. And uh, if it works out, it works out. And um, they they always do a good job. So it doesn't matter to me as long as the job gets done. And that's what we're getting paid for. It's funny. Um, I listen to, I've told you this before, I listen to a lot of people that talk on uh, TikTok and you know, Instagram and Facebook, experts, so-called experts. They're not always experts, by the way. But sometimes their egos are so big um, that they call themselves experts. And uh, it's not necessarily the case. But they sure convince themselves that they're experts. The reason I say that is because there's always a 100 ways to skin a cat, right? There's always different ways to lose weight. There's different ways to do business, different ways to sell, things like that. And... When when I when I hear an expert that just has this is a matter of fact way of doing things, I'm always leery of that person because nobody's an expert really in anything. I mean, if you're a you know if you're a scientist and you're just quoting science or whatever, that's great. But when you're talking about uh, you know personal behavior, people's behaviors, how you feel about yourself, all these other things, you're going to have to find and mold your own way going down the road. And I know that if many, if not all of you want to change something in your life. And I get that. And I, I think it's good to get input of, you know, how to do some things, maybe find out how somebody else has done something, but it doesn't always necessarily mean that's what's best for you. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. I was, uh, we were at church a couple, I a month ago or two months ago, whatever. And the priest was talking about, and this homily, was talking about Costco and the Price Club and how it started, and he was talking about Saul Price and and he he said to the the parishioners and the congregation that the first Price Club was in National City or Chula Vista or something like that. And I kind of looked at Kit and I I said to her, "That's not true. It it actually was on Marina Boulevard, and it was at an old airplane hangar." And I had read this somewhere a long time ago and had visited that Price Club many years ago, right after it opened. It wasn't a big deal. It didn't matter. I came home and I double checked myself just to make sure I was right. And it was it was a nominal thing. It wasn't that the priest was intentionally telling people that something was different, but he had the wrong information. And this is where experts come in. So here's a guy that everybody trusts, right? They trust the priest, I hope. Um, he's a good guy. He's very intellectual, very smart, uh, knows just has this wealth of knowledge when it comes to the Catholic church. 
But when he told all these people that the first price club started in National City, he was wrong. And the only reason I bring it up is because here's a person of trust and people that didn't know when it started, maybe they're immigrants, maybe they're, you know, they haven't lived here that long. Maybe they were too young. He just gave them some bad information. And of course, in the whole scheme of things, it doesn't matter. But it's the point that when you find these people that are so-called experts and they tell you something, sometimes you have to, you know, you either know the truth or you got to question it a little bit, right? <clears throat> I have a friend of mine that was on my podcast that has lost a ton of weight in like the last six months. I don't know. He's he's on Facebook and he's doing this countdown thing. And I'm really proud of the guy. He's really stuck to his guns. And, and he, I think almost every day he posts something about, you know, uh, where he's at in his journey, what he's done, what he's eating, things like that. And I think it's great. And he's, like I said, he looks fantastic. He's lost a lot of weight. And uh, I mean, like a ton of weight, like, God, I don't even know, like 70 pounds or something. And it's only been like six or seven months. I think it's great. I would love to talk to him again about this journey because I think he could be missing it on some, missing out on some benefits of um, how to um, do even a better job of what he's doing. And not because I'm an expert, because I'm not an expert, but maybe just a conversation about some things that I've read and heard and talked to people about and gone through myself. I lost 60 pounds in a year uh, a few years back pre-COVID. And, um, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that uh, I think he could even, do, I think he'd even do a better job and feel a little bit better. I know he's having some back problems now. And I don't know if that's from walking or where you pulled a muscle or wh whatever. It's, it's, it's really not my business. However he wants to do it, it's up to him. But it'd be great just to have a conversation with him. And, Again, here's, you know, I could find 25 experts that says the way he's doing this is the wrong way, so-called experts. And although he's getting results, maybe he could get better or different results and maybe he could sustain it longer, whatever the case may be. The point is you got to trust yourself. You got to be your ex own expert, right? You need to do the research and something. If you want to, if you want to do something, you want to lose weight, you want to do whatever, I I tend to think that lifting weights is a better way than a lot of cardio because I think you lose I think you need to keep your muscle mass as as much as possible. Sometimes cardio will cut into that muscle mass, but like I said, I'm not an expert and and he's doing what he's doing and he's, he looks fantastic. He's doing a great job. Um I'm looking at my notes here. So yes, I think there's too many experts out there. And I can tell you this without any shadow of a doubt, this guy can attest to this, anybody who's lost weight, really the number one way to lose weight is to be in a calorie deficient state, right? You're eating a thousand calories a day. You got to be burning off 1200 or whatever the math is. I see a lot of people that count on these machines like a treadmill or a and there's all a, there's a point to all this. I'm not this. This is not a weight loss podcast. They count on these machines that'll tell them how many calories they lost. So they get on a bike, let's say, uh, at the gym, and they're pedaling along, and 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 they're putting their hands on different pieces of metal that tell them their heart rate and things like that. And I think those heart rate things are accurate, but I think when it tells you that you're burning X amount of calories, I don't think those are very accurate. I mean, if you can use them for a guideline, but I wouldn't count on something like that. There's, there's ways to calculate, um, caloric, you know, um, 
how to how to burn calories. And there's more of a science to it than these machines. These machines, they could be calibrated wrong. They could be just not good. I mean, I don't know. So when you start, if you go on a journey like this, you really got to read into that and, and dig down and deep and become your own expert. You got to do what's best for you. Look, some people can't. He walks a lot. So he walks like a ton. Some people can't do that. Maybe they got a bad ankle or a bad foot or something like that. They're going to have to do some other things. So my point is, to be your own, to be your own expert, you got to do what works for you. And this is like I said, if we're talking about business, talking about real estate, I have friends of mine that go to they pay a lot of money to these real estate gurus that are going to show them how to do everything under the sun, how to be a better realtor. And lo and behold, they're still really mostly in the same place in a year after they spent all that money. It's not because the person did a bad job. It's not because the person, the realtor didn't listen. It's just there's a lot of other factors, just like in sales, when you're going to go out and and sell something. I think the biggest sales people, a problem sales people have is they don't make enough calls. They're not calling the right people. They're seeing men to, to sell women's shoes and calling it, well, I saw four people. Well, you saw four men about four things. They're not going to buy, four people that aren't going to buy anything. So you really have to become your own expert, like I said, and kind of, you know, dig down deep. So... I was after I did this podcast and I was um, and I fucking didn't finish it. I sat down at the bar, not a bar, our bar by the kitchen, and I had some Papa juice and I started getting started kind of thinking about this whole thing, kind of this podcast, where what direction I wanted to go with it. Why am I even fucking doing a podcast? Why do I want to go out and speak to companies or groups or whatever and talk to them about taking care of themselves and being that person a possibility, the best version of themselves. Redundant, redundant, redundant. I know it's redundant, but are you doing it? <laughs> that's that's the problem. So I had talked to my oldest daughter, I don't know, maybe two weeks ago, a week ago, and she was talking about, she was reading or listening about a podcast or something about this millionaire, multi-millionaire. And he said one of the things he did on his journey was for X amount of months or whatever, he read a motivational book every week, something inspirational. Every week he read this book. And we started talking about that. And I, I used to listen to these things a lot when I was driving because I did just t tired of music and talk shows. So I would listen to books. And so I, so it made my, gave me a pretty good, you know, round um, education with motivational speakers and different styles and things like that they had. And it's kind of what I started out wanting to be. The problem with motivation is it doesn't last. Um, I got up this morning and did not want to go to the gym, right? Motivation was not a factor today. I, I was not motivated to go to the gym. Discipline was a factor today. I said, nope, I'm not going to lie to myself. I need to go. So we were having this discussion and I said, you know, you can get, if you don't, you know, she doesn't like the audible book. She thinks she gets more address. She can read it. Well, then there's, then there's a Kindle, right? You can buy get books off of Kindles. There's libraries, you know, we do have libraries still in the world. In fact, there's one up the street from us and you can go in there and, you know, I don't even think you have to rent the book. I think they just, you just swap them out or something. I think there's a way to do that. So it's free. So you can go get a book, read it in a week, read it in two weeks, whatever, take it back. And you get all this information, right? And I think it's good to be that positive. But something that struck me and it wasn't mad about it. I was kind of motivated. And here, I've said this before, you know, if you ever want to figure out what to do with your life, 
tell me what you do for your, what, what would you tell your children? You're never going to steal your children, steer your children wrong, you know, intentionally. So if they were in a situation or they had a promotion coming up or they had an opportunity for a new job or, you know, they were going to start working out or whatever, you're going to tell them, look, this is the information that I have. This is how I did it. This is how Fred did it or Susie or whatever. And this, and that you would give them that information. So as I'm thinking about my daughter, we're texting back and forth. And I said, you know, Samantha, I, I understand that you want to, this is a good idea, right? It's always good to have this positive nutrition into your brain, right? We've talked about that before. What are you putting in your body? What are you putting in your mind? And I think it's good, but she doesn't need it. And she goes, I know I don't need it, but I want to, and I, and that's great. I think you should, we should all be doing that. You should all be reading something positive or, you know, listening to something positive, getting that feedback back in there. But here's the thing. Nobody in this world is going to come save you. I had so many more friends before COVID and during COVID, we moved out of the neighborhood we were in. We, my job changed because I couldn't keep COVID. You know, I lost my job during COVID and I had so many friends that asked me to do so many things for them. And when I needed, when I reached out to them during COVID, I was very disappointed in seeing that they just were like not around. And, and I got my feelings hurt, to be honest with you. But I had to meet some new people and I had to get out there back in the world. So through some different jobs and organizations or whatever, I did. But I was still, and I'm still pissed off about those people that just kind of disappeared, right? Um, since they didn't need me anymore, they stopped calling me or whatever, all of a sudden, and I wasn't in a position to help them. Um, I, I, I'm, excuse me, I'm always in a position to help people. I will do anything to get out and help somebody. But since they, since I wasn't in the position I was in, they felt like, well, I'm not going to call Ed. And that's shitty, right? And uh, I'm not, I don't do that. I try to contact people as much as I can. But it does get old when you start contacting people on a regular basis and they don't get back to you. So my point to that is nobody's fucking saving you. Nobody's coming. Nobody's going to come to your door and knock on a door and say, hey, we have this job for you that you, I know you've wanted. Or we have this magic pill that's going to make you lose weight or stop smoking or quit drinking or be a person of possibility or a better version of yourself. Nobody's coming to do that. So guess what? It's all on you. <clears throat> you've got to be your hero. You've got to be the one that gets up in the morning and force yourself to put positive stuff in your mind. And the first message you're going to get in your mind has got to be from you, right? So you can, you can read all those books. You can do get all the education you want. You can go to those real estate meetings if you're a realtor and you can get all this information, take it all in. But if you're not getting off your ass and getting out there and doing the things you need to do and taking that action, nothing's going to happen. And look, I'm not saying it because I went out and did it. I'm saying it because I fucking do that. I, at times, do not take action on what I need to take on. And I apologize for the language, but I, I'm irritated at myself for not taking that action that I'm telling people to take. So sometimes you just got to stop. You got to stop lying to yourself. You got to get up, do those things, stand in front of the mirror for 10 minutes, whatever you got to do, sit in the corner and cry for five minutes. I don't care. Whatever it's going to take to get you to take some action on some things. Carson's gone through some big changes this year. I'm proud to see how he's handling this new, these new things that are happening with him. And it's his business, I'm not going to tell you. But he's really showing me 
his character, right? How good he can be at certain things. He sent me an email the other, a text the other day that was very heartwarming and it was very kind. And, and, uh, I was kind of like, wow, this is good. We're getting, I'm getting through to him, right? Kit and I are getting through to him and other people in his life are getting through to him and it's really good. So you just got to stop lying to yourself. Okay. Just, and, and on a tender, more tender side, you got to start loving yourself more. And, you can sit there and go, shit, Ed, this is all he ever talks about. No kidding. No kidding, that's all I talk about because that's all that's important. I'm telling you, I've researched this other bullshit. <clears throat> yes, it's great to listen to Tony Robbins and Jack Canfield and, you know, Joe Rogan and Ed Milet and all these. It's all, all great. But if you're not taking action, if you're not looking inside yourself and finding out what you have to do, none of it's going to matter. You can have all that information in there. And when I made, said the story about the priest, that was not to insult the priest. That's the information that he had, or maybe he misspoke. I don't know. But you got to be careful because it was wrong information. And like I said, nothing against him. I don't disbelieve what he tells me about other things. But if I am questioning it, I will research it. There's so much information on the Internet, and there's so much bad information on the Internet. I see memes all the time about this stuff that you know I'll, I'll see here's a here's a great one there's all these death hoax they always happen the other one was the other day it was denzel washington somebody said something about it i looked it up obviously he's healthy as a horse there's nothing wrong with him he's not sick or anything but you got to ask questions you just can't you know go blindly and i can tell you this something you really need to do after i take a drink here you got to trust your instincts I hurt my shoulder a little bit the other day and I had hurt this shoulder. I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. And, um, and I don't know if there's a problem with them. Obviously there's a problem with the shoulder, but I think I'm just doing an exercise that I don't know really how to do very well. So the other day I was at the gym with my son-in-law and I don't usually do bench press on a flat, on just a regular bench with free weights. I usually get into a Smith machine where there's a, a even, there's an even slide on it. If you don't know what that means, the weight, <clears throat> the weight doesn't move side to side. <clears throat> it just goes up and down on a, on a sliding rail, basically. When I do bench press like that, I don't have any lateral, any sideways movement or anything, and I don't have any pain. So during COVID, when we weren't lifting, that pain went away. And I was almost, I thought it was like injury-free from that shoulder. <laughs> it's the only thing on my body that bothers me on a regular basis. And um, the other day, there was two people in the rack and uh, in the Smith machine rack. So we decided to do regular bench press. And I knew against my better judgment not to do it. And sure enough, I go a little bit up in weight and I tweak that shoulder again. And I've been wearing a brace for the last couple of days. It is, it was my instincts. I should have trusted my instincts. I knew better than to get on that machine, but I figured since he was there, it was going to be all right. But that, that's not, that's not how it worked. It wasn't his fault. It's my fault. I never really learned how to bench press correctly. And once I had that injury, I really just didn't do it. I would, there's other ways to work out your chest. And so I would do that thing. So, instinctively you know what to do right you know what's right or what's wrong 
you know when something when somebody's giving you information and you can you got a bullshit meter just like everybody else out there. You know if the person's telling you giving you good information or bad information. When you listen to Joe Rogan, for instance, he has so many different experts on and so many different subjects. And there's times, especially political and, and Bill Maher too, especially politically. There's time when a guest is giving you information politically and you could watch the next show a week later and get the exact opposite information of what that person the week before said. Now, if you know anything about the truth, it can't change. The truth is the truth no matter what. Two plus two was four 2,000 years ago. It's still two plus two is equals four. Except in the new math the kids are doing, I don't know what the hell I'm doing with this new math anymore. But um, that's a little bit of a challenge and another topic um, for another podcast. So this week in California, I think if you're an exempt employee, which I am, I'm a salesperson, you have to take sensitivity training. And I had to do it this week. You either take it through Cal OSHA, or not Cal OSHA, you take it through Cal Chamber or something. And our company purchased this really nice program that you sit, it takes about an hour to go through it. And it's it's really about discrimination, harassment, bullying, things like that. And, and I've taken it, God damn, I've taken it probably 15 times in the last 10 years. Every company you go to, you got to take it again. And um, it's interesting because it's it's all about really about a very small percentage of society that you have to be sensitive to and worry about. And I'm not going to get into it. You guys know what I'm talking about. There's no ever is it okay to bully somebody, to discriminate against somebody in a workplace, to do things. But what 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 we've gotten to the point of, and is exactly why I've never really had a desire to run a business anywhere versus and and especially in California because it's gotten to a point is if you don't have a good employee or they're not performing at a high level they have a hundred reasons why you would get rid of them prior to if they're just even if they're just you know they can always come up with something well he's discriminating against me he's bullying me he's doing all this stuff it's and it's bullshit and it's just like the stuff we listen in school and I know this is a little political and I'm not going to get not going to talk about it anymore the point was I had to take this test. Uh, you know, you take tests after you watch these videos and they're ridiculous videos because they're really overacting and they, for obvious reasons, are really trying to show you the extreme of what can happen. And I've worked with and around every kind of person you can think of in my life. I mean, I've been around a long time. I've worked around everybody and all I ever cared about was that they did their job and they did it at a high level. And then if they needed something, I could help them do a better job. I've also had shitty employees that I've had to get rid of that weren't performing, that weren't doing their job, that didn't care, that were there were a poison in the company. <clears throat> and that's happened too. And listen, I've been an underachiever before too. I've gotten into companies where I was a salesperson and most more than more than likely is that I didn't care about that product or the company or whatever. And my level of excitement was low. So um, I tell you, you guys that have your own companies in, in California and you have more than, you know, more than maybe five employees, I, my heart bleeds for you. And when I was running the chamber, I saw it a lot where um, they just, 
it's just really hard to manage all the taxes and all the stuff you have to do and the 401ks and all that crap that you have to give people now. And, and it's really, it's really daunting for somebody in a small business. So on Facebook, as we come closer to the holidays, we have a lot of people saying, look, you know, Amazon doesn't need any more money or, you know, Walmart doesn't need any more money or target and you should use small businesses. The problem with that, and it's nothing against small businesses. Some of them are very good. Some of them are not very good too, by the way. I don't, I can't stand Walmart. I just, it's gotten to a point where it's not <clears throat> down the street from my house. I go there for one item about every six or eight weeks. It's because they're the only ones that sell it. I don't like the self-checkout shit. I don't like any of that stuff. And I know people are, you know, harping on that. But the thing is, when you go into Walmart, because I go in there, like I said, once every eight weeks, maybe, the self-checkout is packed. They don't have any checkers there, and that's why it's packed. But, you know, you keep giving these companies money. You keep feeding them money. They're going to keep doing whatever they want to do. The only place to hurt somebody if there's a problem like that or if there's discrimination going on in a place is in the pocketbook. It's the only way you can hurt them. I told this story before. I won't go into it again, but. Texaco and Denny's had a lot of problems in the eighties with, you know, being prejudiced against being racist, you know, and I didn't, I don't go to Denny's. I won't go to Texaco. I won't do any of those things because those, they were wrong. So I've gotten a little bit off track. Here's obviously my, always what I want to tell you guys, you got to start looking at yourself becoming a person of possibility, being become a better, better version of yourself so you can do what you do at a higher level for those people that you're in charge of, right? Kids, parents, you know, siblings, employees. you got to take some time for yourself. you got to be the first thing you think about. And it is not selfish, believe me. Your creator wants you, built you to be not mediocre. They want you to be extraordinary. And you've got to work on becoming extraordinary so you can give extraordinary out, right? So many times, and I know it's with parents, I know I've been down this road. We do everything all day for kids, spouses, and all that stuff. And by the time, we just don't have any time for ourselves at the end of the night. One of the reasons I started going to the gym so early in the morning. It's my time. It's I do what I got to do. And when I'm when I get back from there, I'm at a high level so I can do what I have to do for everybody else that I have to take care of. So listen, we're getting close to the holidays. This is a time of reflection. It's a time of looking forward. It's a time of a lot of different things. And I'm here to tell you that you all have what it takes to become whoever you want to be. Okay. And you don't have, the experts are not always what's best for you. Sometimes, most of the time, it's it's what you do for yourself. It's what's best for you. You know your body. You know your mind. You know your how you react to things. You know all this stuff. And these experts, their egos are so huge sometimes. And I guess you have to be like that to be in their position to be able to get up and just. But I just call bullshit on a lot of these guys. I'm not saying they're bad, intentionally being bad, but maybe it's not what's best for you. You need to figure that out. It's you got to take some responsibility here. It's your life. In fact, you have to take all the responsibility because it's your life. And let me see my notes. Oh, so I just want to say one thing, and it's going to be another cuss word. 
I was doing a speak talk one time at the chamber, <clears throat> and one of the first slides I had come up said SFA. And um, somebody's like, well, what does that mean? I said, well, actually, it it's something I tell myself all the time. And again, what does that mean? It means stop fucking around, right? You want to do something in your life? You want to get in shape? You want to do any of those things? You're going to have to stop fucking around and and do it, Right. Stop making excuses. Stop doing anything. Stop waiting for something to motivate you to get it done. If you have an idea, work that idea. Nobody is going to, you know, they're not going to, um, they're not going to come up with a better mousetrap. You're going to figure out what you want to do. Do you think when these guys invented cell phones or cars or whatever they invented that people were on board with them, they all thought they were fucking nuts. And look at us now. Here I am transmitting from San Diego, California. I could, if this could be live and I could be transmitting to China or Russia or wherever. And I could, um, you know, I mean, look at the technology we have. There's so much information out there. There's so many ways to skin that cat. And we're just waiting for you to skin your own cat and do the, you know, be that person of possibility. Stop lying to yourself. Okay. And I promise you this, I'll work on stop lying to myself. You work on stop lying to yourself. What else do I got here? It's kind of that ego versus happiness. You know, you got to kind of figure out why you want to be that person you want to be. And like I said, it could be a better job or weight or drinking, smoking, whatever it is. You got to, you got to start addressing it. And, and there's, there's, and there's, there are experts out there that can help you with that. Um, I think therapists are great. I think everybody should have a therapist. I'm telling you when you're born, you should have a therapist attached to you right away. Cause you got to have somebody to talk to you. You got to get in that circle of people that are going to make you a better version of yourself and a person of possibility. You know, they say, if you're hanging out with five drug, drug addicts, you'll be the sixth. If you hang out with five millionaires, you'll be the sixth. <laughs> Listen, I'll be kicking off the speaking thing a lot more next year. I'm starting to ramp up with some marketing and things like that. And it's all, it's going to be redundant. It's going to be the same old stuff, but it's going to be what you guys hear, but you're not listening to hear the difference. You can hear me, but you're not listening. If you want to change your life, you need to take some action. So I listen, I appreciate you listening. If you listen to this on YouTube, please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe. If you think that there's something in this podcast, that's good for somebody else that, you know, share the podcast with them. Share the link. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple. It's on YouTube. It's on it's on it's on iHeartRadio. It's on everything. So if you really want to be, if you really want to make some changes, if you really want to be a person of possibility, you're going to have to your your mirror is going to have to be your best friend, right? You need to stand in front of that mirror and tell yourself that you can do it, that you love yourself. And all those things. And as corny as it sounds, it's so true because you're giving yourself the worst information and you're lying to yourself a lot of times. And I do the same thing. I'm not criticizing you. It's human nature. <clears throat> we got to stop. We got to break that chain. I don't care how old you are either, by the way. doesn't matter how old you are. Um, you can always start over. You can always start something new. You know, people lose spouses when they get older and they get into new relationships. It's okay. It's okay to look at some new things. Um, you don't have to do what you're doing for a living forever. If you hate it, get do something else that you might love. So look, I appreciate you listening to my podcast more than you know. 
I'll be doing a couple podcasts this month, and obviously one's going to be about the holidays. I think that this is a really good time for redemption to get yourself going in the right direction. Um, Learning how to take those baby steps. You don't have to have this big, audacious, hairy, audacious goal, which if you read the book, Good to Great, you'd know what that is. You need to get that flywheel moving, another good to great reference. And, uh, you know, like I said, be that person of possibility. So I appreciate you listening, and I will talk to all of you very soon.